Yo, this is Zero from El Vu and LA Natives Podcast. And I'm happy to announce that Malinali Superfoods now has a storefront location. And we invite all our community to come and partake in our family recipes, in our ancient foods, and in our intention. Our intention is to gather our community, to share the wisdom of our ancestors, but most of all, have a place to be ourselves. So we invite you to come to 4528 Whittier Boulevard in the heart of East Los Angeles. So come, stop by, enjoy our awas, our superfood smoothies, our nutrient powders, and understand that food is our medicine. Our ancestors were brilliant engineers, and they created strong, powerful foods that we share with the community. Aho, Ometeo, Tonansi, Tonato. Yo, yo. Yo. Las Aslan Natives podcast. Las Aslan. We're back. LA Natives. LA Natives. Yo, we have a packed house right now, Zero. It's dope. It's, it's nice to be in front of the family again, you know, in front of the community. You know, you know, if I'm not, you know, doing this podcast, I'm at the shop. So, you know, or recording with DJ Warlock One. So shout out to DJ Warlock One. And uh, he just, uh, he's going to shoot me this fire ass beat. And we've been working in the studio and. I also wanted to shout out uh, a brother that comes to my Malenali Superfoods um, shop. He gave me this hat. His name's Obscure. So I just wanted to say shout out to Obscure for giving me this hat. And uh, yeah, man, it's beautiful to be in front of the LA Natives community once again. And we're going to bring somebody who is fire today. Bro, I just can't wait to speak with this gentleman here. It's like last week, last time we were on air, we had Teso Somok. Teso Somok. Fire. And quite possibly one of the best indigenous spoken word artists yeah. in existence. Dude, we, we, got a good, we got a good response from that. And now we're going to go to Canada, you know, and meet this amazing, amazing hip-hop artist by the name of Dakota Bear. And I can't wait to get into the conversation with this Right, brother. and he doesn't even like to say the word Canada. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, we're not used to, you know, the whole thing. Because we were on this side, so forgive me if I... Yeah, you're right. Turtle Island. Absolutely. Northern Turtle Island is what yeah. we're going to call it. So yeah. I'm glad that we can correct ourselves, you know, live on the air. You know? So before we move forward with this amazing interview, Echo in Aslan Hip Hop Fest, January 28th. It's going down in L.A. at the Catch One. We got Quinto Sol. We got the California, Miss Crazy, Eptos Uno, Zero of El Vuz performing, rocking live. Absolutely. Azomali. Yeah. And Product Pistolas. It's such an amazing Fire. lineup. Fire. That's going to be a fun. I'm excited for that one because I haven't performed in a while and I want to really kill it on that day. You know, I just want to practice my ass off. And uh, we have some new music that we're doing with uh, DJ Warlock One. So I'm going to be playing some of that stuff. Um, yeah. I need to upload DJ Warlock One's. Um, beat session on our instagram on the blog instagram it just, oh, okay. just got released a couple days ago Sweet. um man that i want to go ahead and, and post it on the instagram for the la news podcast man that guy's well. beats are just amazing so um, anyways so look we're gonna get right into this and let's Absolutely. go ahead and uh bring dakota bear into the uh, studio let me go ahead and get rid of this uh noise cancellation and stuff my yo native, yo my brother how you doing, my brother? Yo, Dakota? yo. I'm doing good, man. How are you guys doing? Look, I, I before this interview starts, bro, I just want to thank you for jumping on this very small, humble, L.A.-based podcast, bro. It means so much to us, right, Zero? Absolutely. I mean, 
It's a humble oh, number yeah. that we have here, but they're loyal as fuck. I mean, these guys show up, they comment, and they're ready to hear inspiring artists that, that motivate them to be themselves, right? And that's all I hear in your music, bro. I hear just the pride and... Um, yeah, man. Tell us more about it. Tell tell us more about your area. Tell us about what what you're fighting for, and what we can assist by sending you good vibes or somehow, some way, connecting. You know. Oh man. Well, first I just wanted to say thank you guys for uh, you know letting me hop on here and just chop it up for a little bit. Um, it's been a minute since I've done an interview, so I'm really excited to kind of just get into it. Sweet. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I appreciate it, man. I really do. Uh, so, Tons to everybody. Uh, my name's Dakota Bear. My spirit name is Sipikasu Katito Chick, which translates to Blue Thunder. Uh, I'm from unceded Treaty 6 territories. I'm now situated on the unceded lands of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Swilatus people out here on the West Coast, uh, Van City. Um, and yeah, I'm a hip hop artist, uh, I'm a warrior entrepreneur. Um, I'm also a father, most importantly. Mm. And uh, it's just out here trying to use these platforms, uh, you know, my passion. I'm trying to use the things that you know, I've been working on for a really long time to spark change and, and to inspire change out of the younger generation. And really, I'm just blessed to be a part of it. And, and it all did start with music. Absolutely, bro. Like what I love about your music, first of all, is your voice. You have this a, a unique delivery. And it's hard to develop that as a, as a hip hop artist. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people can concentrate on style, cadence, things like that. But you have a certain frequency that immediately the first time I saw that video, the one with the, the, the I, I don't have the name of the, the song, but the one with the, the video that, that has the your hand painted red. Dude. The setbacks. Her, yeah, setbacks. There you go. Dude, I, the first thing you said i was like whoa what what is this and then that's just glued i was glued on that Sick, man, man that. it was like i got chills i got chills bro i'm not even lying dude I was well like, that was the I video that, to, that was the i video. was like, all over armando where we gotta get dakota and, and that was the video that you got introduced to absolutely with Twitter Bear, right yeah yes yeah. that was the video right. i'm like man this brother's coming like hard you know well you know Coming from the hip hop promotion side, I'm sure Dakota, when people see that video, people are being introduced to you. But you've been making music for for a long time now, bro, right? Yeah, I've been making music for a very long time. Um, I've been writing for a really long time, actually, uh, as far as I can remember, just being a kid. But um, it wasn't like hip hop music or anything. It was just like writing uh, and uh Using that as a way, I guess, to kind of escape the chaos uh, of my home life, and you know, a lot of a lot of indigenous kids, a lot of youth uh, are coming up in the same way. Um, you know, we still suffer through so much injustices and, and so much poverty, and 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 as a way to escape, I found music was always a thing. You know, writing was always a thing that helped me, and uh, I, I just never gave it up, and I always just grew more passionate about it. Uh, and especially about storytelling and uh, storytelling uh, from an indigenous perspective because I feel like that's what we need more of. Um, and so, yeah, I posted a video actually like, the other day of kind of like my journey um, and starting with 2009, I was writing before that, but like I was two, 2009, I got a microphone, uh, just figured out how to use it. And um, 
I, I never really stopped since. Dope, because uh, on your Spotify, your first single that's up there is called Paper Crown, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got yeah, yeah. you got lullaby, and then the storm is coming. Man, I checked out all these projects, bro, and I could hear lullaby's fire. Bro. Yeah, that I, song is fire. I could hear you you just getting better and better, and you're, and you're just sharpening up your, your blades. And like well, with your most recent uh, release with uh, is it circles with uh yeah with dreams yeah, bro that shit's po- quite possibly the best song I've ever heard. You want, bro? Like when I saw when I saw um uh it's setbacks right. The, that one with the, yeah, the sure. setbacks and then i heard um circles with dreezus i i dude mm-hmm. i was like and then i seen that the post recently of your journey and then went yeah, back yeah, yeah. i went back and i heard circles again and i was like this brother has complete confidence right now like that that verse on circles and dreezus and you making that song like it, it felt like two artists were there. And when it comes to indigenous hip hop, that category, bro, you, there's no better music out right now. Yeah, it, right? It, it's just very clever. It's witty, and I think it's relatable to individuals in a certain age group. You know that that need that medicine right now, especially coming from the places that you come from. You know, you mentioned that you had a chaotic um, muse, right? Like that was your muse. The chaos around you kind of led you to writing. If you don't mind, what what is that chaos that we're talking about here, especially coming from your territory? Um, yeah. So I come from the prairies, uh, three hundred six. It's uh, a lot of it is ground zero for for a lot of the oppression that happened um, in Northern Turtle Island, and so we feel the effects of colonialism very heavy. Um, and so we do throughout all of Turtle Island, but I feel like there's just a history there, you know, from taking it like way back mm. and, uh, you know, residential schools being one of them. And that's what had like started the chaos. Right. And, and for us, um, my, my grandma, my great grandma, my mom been to day school, my uncle, like so many of my family members, my immediate family members, I went to these schools and so many, so many, um, traumatic things, so many, um, it's hard to describe and uh a lot of the times they just carried it with them right they didn't really share the stories of what had happened within the schools um and and numbed it through addictions right and yeah. uh addictions and the violence and everything from the schools uh really rippled through our bloodlines um and and it wasn't that long ago like the last school was closed in 97 and so, and I was born in 1993, so the schools were still open, like when I was born. Mm. Uh, and so it's not that it's not that far away, and and we really feel that even if we haven't been to the schools, uh, young people are going through intergenerational trauma. And um, you know, I speak on this a lot when I talk to youth, um, because a lot of that, you know, PTSD, anxieties, all these things that we're feeling, uh, is stemming from somewhere, um, and for me growing up it was it was yeah it was chaos because of the alcohol because of the violence because of everything that was happening um i grew up uh, when I, when i was born i was born into poverty and my father had already left like he was he, he wasn't in the picture so it was just my mom and my mom going through her addictions um it was just you know it was just non-stop um but she worked really hard um her entire life you know and and she's in a better spot now and just to see that growth and like even me 
um, being on a healing journey because I'm free from drugs and alcohol for it's been it's been four years now, you know, and to acknowledge that and all that hurt and all that pain and to start, you know, something new, you know, and stopping that cycle where it's at because I got two kids, um, and there's no way in hell that my two kids are gonna experience that, and I know that, like my mom and even my grandma, like they feel the weight of that. I don't want them to feel that, right? Because that's that's the weight. That's that residential school, right? It's mm. it's something that was designed for us to break us, mm. and it didn't break us. Mm. And that's the thing. That's what's so special about right now and using music and using clothing is that we're we're literally in a historic time. Like we're living through a prophecy where our old ones used to envision, especially young young people coming together. Relearning our languages, relearning who we're from,、uh, where we're from, who we are,、um, is a really powerful thing, and that's a journey that I've been on, you know, since I was able to break free from my own addictions, and it's just led me to a path of resistance,、um, you know, educating myself, not only wanting to be a hip hop artist anymore. That doesn't, that's not the main driver for me. It's using music as a platform. As a vehicle to continue to drive this message, to wake people up, to use their mind as a way to continue to、um, inspire that change that we need right now, and I feel like、uh, it's happening, and it's happening quicker in all across the world. You can see the feel the indigenous resistance and see how that's actually affecting our planet in a good way because we're protecting so much biodiversity because we're literally saving the planet with our bodies on the front lines and like. My family has done that. Like I have my auntie, who saved like half a kilometer of boreal forest from loggers from、mm. from deforestation because she went there. She took land back because that was our those are our traditional territories. She set up and she just stayed there. And people would come by. They would shoot her signs up. They would like harass her, threaten her, whatever. She never left. And that piece of forest is still there. And that's the forest that gives us air throughout the whole prairies. You know what I mean? So.、Wow. I was still like going through、um, this journey.、Uh, I've just been learning so much and, and making these connections that I want to pass on, you know, to my own kids and just continue to carry on that resistance and and use these these platforms. So, well, thanks for sharing like your pain, you know, because I think natives from different areas have to understand that the pain is similar, that we go through similar things in different ways, you know. Because、um, we in in the cities who grow up in the cities、um, from zero to you know adulthood think that the reservations or people that come from reservations live in like this very peaceful, tranquil、um, setting, and, and of course it's beautiful, but they don't understand the poverty, they don't understand the alcoholism, they don't understand the addictions, and they definitely do not understand the suicides. They don't even know about it, you know. And so when I bring、um, individuals and powerful warriors like yourself, Jesus, Snotty Nose,、um, and you guys share your story with us, it almost makes us feel a, a, a brotherhood, an invisible brotherhood, because we're we're all here to change that colonial perspective. We come from the deepest of medicines, and you're proving it, bro. And I'm glad that you know you're able to share that that word with our with our audience. So anybody who's hearing, you know, Dakota Bear out there and、um, Lost Aslan, you know, get inspiration because we can all be Dakota Bears, right? We can all share our medicine with our communities and want change. You know, I see that with your brand. 
talk a little bit about your brand. Respect, man. Thank you. Honestly, I appreciate that. And for a deep colonial, like the clothing, um, is something that we started, you know, like five years ago. Uh, me and my fiance actually we started this and it was it was called something different back then but when we started it we really wanted to build something together that we could pass on to you know our daughter our future kids and and we wanted to do it in a way that we could represent our culture and give give us um, visibility you know because we've been invisible for so long um, People are only starting to find, you know, the truth and the things that are happening in the world today. But we've been suffering in silence for so long, you know, especially, especially, you know, our our great grandmas, our grandmas, you know, the things that they were going through. Because the media, it, it doesn't travel that far up, you know, and it's for a reason. And they silence us for a reason. We, we don't see ourselves on TV. Uh, we don't see ourselves, you know in the fashion industry, in the music industry, like right now, more than ever, there is. But, you know, even in most recent years, it was, you know, you haven't really seen it, you know? And I noticed that growing up, like I turned on the TV, there's no one that looks like me. Um, You know, in the music industry, there's no one that looks like me, but, you know, there's been rappers and people that I look up to and Jesus actually being one of them that had broken through that, you know, that like, they were knocking on the doors. They were kicking them down. You know, they were saying like, "We're here, and you're gonna listen to us regardless." You know, we're gonna share our stories, and and we're here. We're a part of it, and that's what gave me inspiration as a young Indigenous kid, seeing you know, people like Res Official and Treezus, and even Joey Styles, and you know these rappers that that are carrying our stories, and they look like me. And that's what's most important. You know, so taking it back to that that visibility. You know, that social visibility is something that we we really wanted to do. And we want to create it through streetwear and uh you know we're both really creative and that was five years ago and it was only most recent that decolonial has started to really blow up mm. but it was because um you know for a long time we were raising you know our daughter we were going to school i was just like hustling jobs whatever and uh, i started to perform a lot more and feel more comfortable with it until like COVID hit and then like everything would just change overnight mm. and uh it gave us motivation to sit down and finish our website and be like, okay, like we got to do it. Like the time is now to do this. Like, let's just, let's just get on it. So, you know, we built everything from scratch. Like we learned how to design our website, design our t-shirts. We learned how to market our products. Like everything that we've done, we've just done it because we learned online or we had taken free courses or whatever. And in the first month we could see that we had something because people were really drawn to it, decolonize and not, not only the, the, the clothing designs, but what it stood for, what it means to decolonize. You know, it's something that people want to be a part of, and it, it you don't have to be um, you don't have to be indigenous to decolonize. Absolutely, absolutely. Not. They colonize yeah, white exactly. people worse. Like they colonize white people the same as they colonize us. It's just that white people like it, you know, and they give them a little bit of extra here and there. And but they're still as colonized. They're still as obedient as someone who is forced to do it. You know, except we just have warrior spirits in us. And so we rebel. We rebel towards anything that tells us that we need to read a book and then we need to act a certain way. And if we don't fit that puzzle, then we're not good. Well, then we didn't want to be good in your fucking society in the first place. That's always been my life. You know, I didn't want to be a part of their, like, you know, I didn't want to be a part of their bullshit from the beginning. 
you know, because you treated us bad from the get. I just had an innate feeling of it, you know, and, you know, I, I, like, I resonate with your story, um, Dakota, because, you know, we grow up in as a kid at, with the access to TV or videos or whatever it is that's popular culture. And we go, well, how come no one looks like me? You know, or what, what's the deal with that? And as as you go on in this music industry and you start learning what it's about, it comes with sacrifices. That's why no one looks like you. And the people that are are there, man, their sacrifices are great. You know, some some of it is like sexual torture even, you know, and and they don't have voices. When you get large amounts of money like that, let's let's be clear. Someone bought you, you know, and the cool thing about you and Jesus and, and, and a lot of the indigenous cats, you know, that do it on their own. Look at how, how effective it's being. You know, it's like you didn't need to be in MTV or any of that bullshit that they want you to be a part of because i grew up in la there was always a secret meeting or some sort of a weird kind of situation that you would run into before you got allowed to do certain things or you were asked and sometimes you were never asked because they knew you were never going to fold towards your your morals or your whatever it is that, that they were trying to challenge see this is a spiritual war you know what i mean they're trying to disconnect us from mother earth Right? Yeah, 100%. This is a spiritual war. The fact that Native Americans and people of of Me of indigenous Mexican descent and uh, of of lost Northern America uh, Native American cuz I know my 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 culture is half and half, right? I'm half Native American, half Mexican. But I don't know either side. Because mm -hmm. both of the sides were so Christianized that they thought anything that yeah. had to do with that was the devil. And it was, I guess, in the way, if you're, if you're a colonizer trying to colonize me, yeah, I'm a devil. I look like a devil to you because I'm going to resist till the day I fucking die. I'm going to protect my children to the day I fucking die, right? Whether you think it's right or wrong. And, I, and, you know, I know my grandmother would understand me. She would see something in me that's true, and, and, which is your spirit, brother. Like your music is rooted in truth. And when it's rooted in truth, it has an impact. It has an impact. Because, man, when you guys were, when, you, when I was seeing your post over the found kids in the back of the, um, the, I don't know, the churches or what was it? Was it the residential schools or what was it? I forgot. Yeah, it was in the residential yeah, schools. Yeah, see, all those, all those buried you know, unmarked graves and, you know, pits. Man, Canada went nuts. All the natives up there, they just fucking went nuts. And I was just like, yeah. And look how so. the media treated that situation. They just, you know, highlighted it just for a couple weeks. And now they just like buried it under the rug. Well, I'll tell you why. Because the media is owned by two very big corporations, Vanguard and BlackRock. There's just... No, man, it's true. Those, those, that's, that's the truth. There's no conspiracy theory no more, man. All the cards are out on the table. This is the way it runs here, right? Black, Black, uh, Black Rock and Vanguard, major shareholders, Rockefeller, um, mm -hmm. uh, Rothschilds. They have control of the media and the narrative. They've always had it. That's why they have big Bilderberg meetings. That's why they have all these things. This We've been studying that shit since 92, you know what I mean? Like going deep about fucking Illuminati and all that bullshit. So 
but see, as a kid, you oh. don't know any of that shit, right? And you're like, oh, fuck, that sucks. They don't ever pick me. I'm not talented enough. And the, and the self-esteem starts to defeat your own self. And that's why when, when, I was, when you told me Dakota Bear was going to come out, I'm like, fuck yeah, he's a real motherfucker. He's real. Because he, he didn't let anybody stop him from being the amazing, talented hip-hop artist and entrepreneur. But he, come on, dude. Like, it, you got it all, brother. And I love the fact that you were part of the leadership of the uprise. Yeah. Over there. He was the big voice. That was amazing. The protest. I seen you. Um, the protest. Talk a little bit about that movement. Yeah, man. So, you know, growing up, you know, through all the adversities, like through everything that we're faced with, um, poverty, everything, just growing up through that. You don't realize what's happening because you're in survival mode you know so many losses uh through family and friends drug overdoses suicides alcoholism poverty everything you're just living through it you know and um as i became older i started to realize like as i started to walk on this this healing journey away from the things that were holding me back the toxicness the cycle of addiction and violence and everything that we had lost a lot of people to, I was able to see more clearly. And it was my fiance who came back with a lot of this information. She was talking about the Indian Act. She was talking about all the pass and permit systems, these things that held our people back and, and, and you know, in order where you could see where how it started. And it really opened up my mind. And I started to see things a lot differently. Um, and for me, resistance, it does run in my blood because my, my mushroom, uh seven generations ago his name was mr high muskwa his name is big bear and he was one of the the last leaders to sign the treaty because he already knew what the treaties were doing over here in so-called canada mm. uh, and he led a lot of people into the resistance to not do that and he was actually he was trying to form more alliances with other tribes other nations to have to be all together into one because we had a lot of different issues and things right but he was trying to put all that aside and get everybody together. And then he, he said that they're going to make us sign these treaties and give us these plots of land. Let's all just take one big plot of land and we'll just go from there. Mm. It never allowed him to do it, though. And and, and he ended up going to prison and, and et cetera. But that's really, you know, there and even before that, that resistance. This is the thing they don't teach in schools. You know, this is the thing I wasn't taught in school. They don't teach me about the Indian Act. They're not going to teach us what's oppressing us. Mm. Right. And so when we learn and we get enlightened and, and we figure out how we got in this position, it empowers us more to give us the answers, how to uplift ourselves out of this position. Because it's not going to be the government. It's not going to be money. It's not going to be those things. It's going to be real grassroots shit, real mm. grassroots people mm. working together, healing from intergenerational trauma, you know, and using our skills and our talents and our passions like music and clothing and, you know, these modern things that we have. But the thing is, like, even entrepreneurship isn't a modern thing. Like, our people already had that extensive trade networks. But, you know, to, to, to really take it back, you know, that resistance has been in my blood. And even my auntie, Sylvia McAdam, she was one of the four co-founders of I Don't Know More. Like, this big... Wow. Yeah, I remember that. I don't know more. It was a big movement. It was a huge ass movement. It's yeah. crazy because I didn't even know that because of the Indian Act, which is just a, a policy. It was, it was the paper that governed us, uh, and it made all of these laws. And the reserves being one of those laws, our families were separated, so our reserves are only like a ten minute drive apart. But and I didn't know this. 
Mm. And um, as I started to get into this resistance work and I was organized, like when I was organizing these rallies at first, no one would come. There was maybe like three or four people, like we'd have like a megaphone and they're like yelling, like, you know, trying to get the pipeline stopped by like people walking by and like no one was really hearing it, you know, at, at the start. It was just like, we just felt like a couple like young kids trying to like tackle something that was just, um, it was a bit, it, it was big. And then we were finally able to link up with like, I don't know more and these other uh, resistance movements. And, and when we did that, uh, I found out that Sylvia was my auntie and like my really close relation. And she was like, her reserve is right across from mine. And and then I learned that Big Bear was my, was my mushroom. And connecting all of these dots, it just empowered me so much and it made sense to me why I was on that mission, you know, and using my voice. And so, yeah, I did play some instrumental roles in things like Shut Down Canada, where there was, you know, a lot of a lot of blockages, a lot of blockades all over. Uh, and that was because they weren't respecting the traditional territories of Wasowatin that have their law. They already have their land. It's settled. Like, there's no question about it. You know, it's unceded territories. And for us, unfortunately, like, we got starved into a lot of the trees and agreements. But for them, there's nothing. Mm. Um, and there's no way around it, you know, when you have, you know, the Canadian state come there and, and, and just disregard that, disregard their laws, their traditions, their customs that have been around since time immemorial, people are going to, you know, people are going to stand up, you know, it, it's different now, social media, it, it just ripples so fast. Yeah. And so, you know, I helped organize and, you know, that's one of my things is kind of just like bringing people together and I was helping organize different rallies and stuff like that. And then. You know, Canada Day came around, and we did a campaign called Council Canada Day. And the first one we did, it was it was pretty it was pretty dope. It was pretty big. Like we were like trending number two on Twitter. So it was like the first one was like Happy Canada Day, and then the second one was Cancel Canada Day. So I thought that was pretty dope. That was the first one we did. Nice. And then and then the year after, we were actually successful in in, in canceling over a hundred Canada Day celebrations. Like we had people in cities and towns that and communities that had canceled their celebrations mm. completely. So it was crazy to see that start out as like literally like a hashtag and, you know, just, just uh, so, some, some fire, some motivation to, you know, a year, a year and a half later, it actually like canceling a national holiday. You know what I mean? Right. Which was crazy to think and be a part of that. But the resistance, you know, it, it's always been there. And, and I feel like, um, walking on that red road, you know, that, that road, that good path has really helped me gain that clarity and, and see and realize the mission more clear. And why, why am I here? It's not to be a hip hop artist or the biggest entrepreneur or whatever. Like, what is my purpose? Like we all have one. And, and, and that's me finding that and, and hitting the ground running with it. Well, I love, I love your, um, your leadership. You know, when, when you have a righteous cause, and you're protecting mother earth then it just seems like the spirits are guiding you you know and helping mm -hmm. you and and you know with new technologies the one thing they can't defeat is love like i'm not talking about love that's manipulated or love that's forced like you're, you're forced to love something that like you're like the stockholm kind of thing you know what i mean love a genuine love right and we all want to fulfill our mission on earth and you know what? If you have kids, then it's to unconditionally love those kids. If you do that, you change the world a hundred times fold, you know? And, and if you can translate that love into a community, into children, into 
teenagers and to young adults and to the older generation and have them gather together, you did that with love. That's real love. Not falling in love and, and, and being with the woman and enjoying those moments. No. Love that's so deep. That's why I think your, your, your great-great-grandfather said, let's just have one land so we can mm-hmm. be at least together. Mm-hmm. If we're together, we'll still have that love. If we have that love, nothing defeats us. Even if it defeats us, <laughs> we still have love. And they can't defeat that. Colonials don't know anything about that. They don't understand it. They don't know how to defeat it. And they definitely don't know how to deal with it. Hence the success you had with your movement, brother. And your continued success with your music and your clothing line. Because I feel the love in it, bro. It's just so beautiful. It's, it's amazing. Like, I want to rock those shirts over here in L.A., you know, where everybody. Yeah, man. Your size, man. I got you. Bro. You know, I love <laughs> the fire. fact that, that Dakota Bear and his and his uh, supporters just they expose the truth, man. Yeah, they're not afraid of it. Why should they be afraid when they have love? When they have love in their heart and they're gonna defend Mother Earth, like, dude, people are chaining themselves to tractors and 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 calling out, going up against white people that that back in the forties and fifties and thirties used to be terrified. Mm-hmm. Used to be yeah. terrified to do that. And now these kids are going, fuck you, man. You guys are colonizers and we don't fucking believe in you. And so fuck you and your laws. That's Shout why out the youth. Right? Shout out to the youth for saying, standing up and saying enough's enough. You can't be colonized forever. <laughs> that just doesn't work that way. Europeans, colonizers, the Queen of England, Bilderberg, fucking Rothschilds. You cannot rule forever. You will not rule forever. Because people, and, younger and kids believe, are going to start standing up. Best believe Dakota's Bears' effort was probably a main contribution to why the mainstream media, how disgusting they are, had to cover it. Man, they had to. They can't, they can't deny truth. <laughs> That's the truth. People are pissed. You're fucking up the land, and there's a bunch of buried kids in the back of your fucking schools. And who knows how long that's fucking been going on. They were all pointing fingers. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, look at all the good we did. What fucking good yeah. did you do? You didn't fucking do any good. You fucking murdered and tortured children. And like, it seems like you got a kick out of it. You know? And oops, he died. Well, fucking bury him out back. Who gives a shit? Right? That's what a colonizer thinks of. And that's why they cannot handle love. They cannot handle love. They don't know how to defeat it. They don't understand how people would die for love. And that was our great grandfathers, bro. And that's why we're here on this earth today. Connecting the dots of Turtle Island. And breaking down the borders of so-called Canada. Who is still ruled by the British government. Yes, sir. So, come on, man. The, the prophecies are true. Honestly, when... Eagle when, and Condor are coming together. Honestly, when I found out about all that, because of the mainstream media and because of the hashtags and stuff, I was absolutely disgusted. Yeah, bro. Bro, it was... I was enraged, Dakota Bear. Was, you feel me? It's like when... Anyone... Let me, see, let me make this very clear. And then we'll let Dakota Bear answer, too. Let me make this very clear. Anybody who follows with the, the new agenda, the new world order, whatever you want to call it, this fucking government period, you're supporting genocide. And genocide is the rape, murder, and trafficking of children. And the proof is in the back of the residential schools in Canada. And that's the proof. You can't have hundreds, thousands of infants, 
and children dead in your backyard and say, oops. People like Dakota Bear are going to fucking go back thousands of years and pull an ancestor out and say, not, not, not anymore. Not for the next seven generations. We're here. No matter what the fuck you do, we're going to get back up. And dude, your movement proved it. Shut down Canada on Canada Day. They're scared. They're fucking scared up there. They've never seen That's you guys. Saying, man. I, honestly, I've been I've been saying that because <clears throat> with the so it was like just over ten years ago, like our population four hundred thousand or so, like decimated our population, decimated the buffalo, decimated our food sources, everything. And now we're actually the fastest growing population out here. And and on top of that, the young the young kids. They're breaking cycles, man. Like I see so much. There's so many young people, moms, dads, parents, breaking those cycles, intergenerational trauma, addictions, everything. I, I know so many of them. Nice. You know, they're breaking those cycles. They're learning using education. They're, they're walking in two worlds. You know what I mean? Mm. Because they're going to these universities, these jobs, whatever they're doing, and they're relearning their values, their traditional ways, so, oh, what it means to for me to be Nikiao. Mm. What is to be Nihiao, you know, what is it to be a Cree person, you know, and that we view the world differently, even within our language. That's why they took our language away, because rock isn't just a rock, you know what I mean? The water isn't just just the water, you know, and these are the things that were most important to us. And they knew that they were the most effective because that's why they took them away. That's why they drove the ceremonies underground, you know, by law, potlatches and everything, because they knew how powerful those ceremonies are. Mm. And the thing is, is that those ceremonies are coming back. The buffalo's coming back. Ceremonies, the language is coming back. Like my daughter knows like 60 plus Cree words. Mm. You know, my fiance has been bringing that into our household and teaching us, you know, and carrying that. And that's what, they're, that's what they're scared of. And that's what they're sweating about because they see that. And not only that, we're gaining allies. We're gaining people that understand that we as just human beings need to do something against injustice when you see injustice. Because we can't just claim to live in a world where where there's justice within the court you know and we, that that's where that's where we find it that's where we find our peace that's where we find our resolutions because the world is upside down like literally everything is backwards right now well let, let know, me clear, right let me say wrong. something really quickly about courts that's maritime law you know if you don't know about maritime law then you shouldn't be in a courtroom and trying to fight with them in the courtroom you need to know their entire laws there's laws under laws under laws and if you don't even know them then you need to rise up and do organic movements like yourself Right. Teaching, teaching your children the language. And if you could teach a group of them your language, you already threw a billion arrows at them because that language is rooted in Mother Earth's nature. The sounds of nature is where we pull our languages from. Right. 100%. Because she whispers in our ear. And what does she tell us? I love you. I love you. And you communicate that love with each other through human, whatever language it is, whether it be Cree, whether it be Nahuatl, whether whatever language it is, whatever original people of Turtle Island, whatever your language is, it's rooted in nature. And there's nothing more powerful than nature. I don't give a fuck what Illuminati, what virus, what whatever the fuck. You ain't powerful. You ain't more powerful than nature and the children. You know what I thought of nature? I, I tripped out on about the whole exposure of buried kids and being murdered behind these schools and stuff. I was like, well, well, 
How about America? <laughs> they haven't even. There hasn't they haven't been even, one. They haven't even peeled that onion, yeah, right, that, Dakota? There, like, I there, mean, there, we're there, talking there, about just Canada. There's not even one school in America that's that's been exposed yet. No, they're they're scared too. And tr- over there, t- dude, this just colonizers are just corrupt and they traffic children. Period. You know, they've been doing that for 500 years. What do you think? It just went away. It didn't go away. You know. That's why you need to be vigilant with your family. That's why you need to give them unconditional love and and do the things and do the things that Dakota Bear is doing, which is teaching them, teach them the original language. And if you can't get there, you don't have to do that. Just love them. Love them in the best way you know how. And break patriarchy and colonial perspective, right? I think that's the only way we defeat things. No, you're right, man. A hundred percent. And like what, what you were saying about <clears throat> spiritual warfare, you know, and even just like the things that are happening, happening right now is because of that is because of how strong the spirit is, you know, and how strong our connection is to the land and, and everything around it. You know, um, me having, you know, just learning and relearning my heritage and and even about the bear you know in the prairies the bear is really sacred animal and um it knows what's medicines to eat you know it stores the medicines in its fat and that's how it gets through all winter you know it knows the medicines from the land and we learn from the bear that's how we've been around for so long because we learn from the animals like the animals teach us like this relationship is reciprocal and through colonialism that has been severed through a lot you know and even even through our people because of that and they forgot that relationship you know and i feel like that's something that's being undone on a large scale and that's what also makes them scared too because when we have that and we stand on that and we know our truth and we know their history we know our history you know everything that's happening it lights a fire within us you know that we have to do something you know we can't just sit around do nothing because you know i don't i don't don't want my daughter to ask me like what were you doing back then like when they when all of this was happening where were you at Mm. you know i could probably say that i was there i was standing up for you i was standing up for your brother i was standing up for your kids you know Mm. and i made those sacrifices um and i and, and I hope, you know, that other young people, they can, they can see that. And, and when we come together as a collective, it's really fulfilling those prophecies, you know, people from all four corners of the earth, you know, the medicine wheel, you know, the teachings that we learned, um, things are changing, you know, and it's happening at, at a really fast pace. And, you know, they have these things, the metaverse, they have all these different things to take us out of this reality you know to mm-hmm. to, to 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 get us out of here and over there mm-hmm. uh, but that connection is honestly too strong and i feel like because of the internet we are learning at a way faster pace and on top of that we're organizing at a way faster pace as well and that's something that you know is relatively new to us and i feel like that's where the shift is happening it's it's a shift in our consciousness because you can see all over the world you know indigenous uprising and resist, resistance but you can see all over the world that there's other people that are standing up and they're rising, you know, through all these different things that we're facing. From all sort, all four corners of the earth, people are standing up, people are rising, you know, people are finding the truth, their voice, their power, you know, and they're and they're coming together. And so there's that shift, you know, in our in our own consciousness. 
but also in our spirituality where people are starting to question you know what what does that mean what does it mean to be a christian what does it mean to be a catholic like what are these things because these are the things that the colonizer used mm. you know a lot of our people are still catholic a lot of people are still christian roman catholics etc right and that's because it's been ingrained it's been beaten you know yeah. it's it's something that that's all they knew that's all they could know and uh for us i think being able to connect ourselves and ground ourselves in earth in physical and what's real what's here what's now is something that is something that's making this big impact across the world because we're starting to feel that connection mm. more than ever we're starting to feel that connection absolutely yeah um what? Is that your phone? Sorry. It's cool. It's cool. Someone's trying to get a hold of Dakota. It's all good. Hey, but this is such a powerful conversation right here. Well, I want to. I want to answer what he just said. You know, like because people in his community, people in your community, people in our community, like in in our um, indigenous Mexican. Um, um, homes we're very catholic we're super catholic in those homes and to 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 not go to church is like stabbing your mom in the heart because gosh she raised you so catholic or whatever religion I, and for my for my my side it was more christian you know like uh baptist christian style you know devote your life to jesus christ right and then you start going and looking at the history of what that is and you're like, oh, my God, you cannot hide truth. And that's what the shift is. It's it's awakening our genetic memory to tortures, to cycles that cannot continue forever. These cycles have to end. At one point, people are going to realize that only a few, like 10,000 people make very, very big decisions over our lives. And it's simple to see when you follow the paper trail and who owns what, like BlackRock and Vanguard. Go look them up. BlackRock and Vanguard. And you'll realize that the top families are the ones that are owning this. And the only reason I'm saying this is that it can't last forever unless we willingly give ourselves to them. Right? And that's nothing of what you're saying or what I'm saying. And no, and anyone who joins the, the, the LA Natives podcast, they don't want to join that. And you cannot force them or force anyone to do that. Because people will resist. Not only natives, not only blacks, not only Chinese, not only. It's a global thing. It's a global shift because you can't keep all the wealth for yourself and force us to take poison. When everybody knows it's poison, there's no conspiracy theory here. It's true. This is what's happening. They're not going to get on a mic and go, this is what we want to do. No, they're not going to do it. They're going to confuse you, get you mad, then bring in the military. But love stops all of that. Because when you don't react to psychopaths and use your heart energy, your heart wisdom. Everyone who has a, a beating heart has massive atomic power. It's called love. It's called caring for another neighbor. 
It's called connecting with the Northern Turtle, Turtle Island clans. Cause I'm the Southern California clan. You know, we got our savages over here. We got our wild natives over here who refuse for, since I can remember not to be a part of this system because of its racism, its inequality, and its complete disrespect of mother earth. That's if you disrespect mother earth, we have an issue. We have an issue, and I'm going to teach my children. Anyone who disrespects Mother Earth, you should have an issue with them. You know, anyone who tells you that you're better than that person just because you did went to a certain school, have a certain amount of money, or came from a certain bloodline, that's not truth. It, that, it just can't last forever is what I'm trying to say, man. And we're the ones, you know, that have to just put in our little two cents in, like Masatsin said. We're just one hair on a big spider. Just be the one hair that you are the best way you can contribute. Don't try to be the whole spider because that's what they use. They use us. They, 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 def they defeat our leadership by pushing ego and money. Yeah. You know, and, and everything you said, bro, like, you know, what impressed me more to, to this point of this interview is when he said, I don't want to be a rap star. I don't want to be, that's not my goal. I'm fucking dope at it. I can totally make a living off of it. But my focus is inspiring my community to love itself. Big ups to you, Dakota. That's Thank fire. You, make sure for, make sure for all the LA natives. <clears throat> go follow him. Tuning in. Follow Dakota Bear. Share his video. Buy his shirts. And and really connect with our our northern our northern Turtle Island clans. You know, reach out, do make a friend, talk to them, DM them, show them that there's. Go go to his YouTube page, subscribe. Go to his Spotify page, subscribe. Absolutely, it's it, the colonial clothing. That that music. Buy a t-shirt. Yeah, buy a t-shirt. Best believe, very very soon we will organize an event for Los Angeles, headlining Dakota Bear. Bro, that would be, you know, bro, I'm ready to you know how we do it. We got the venue, bro. Like, we got venues, bro. Do I, not, do I not have the yeah. venues? Armando, Armando's like one of the, like number two underground hip hop promoters in Los Angeles, you know? So it, it just has to be, it has to be done. Like I said, LA's kind of, kind of, you know, it has its, its, its own little way of doing things, but we've been doing our work as LA natives and we have a lot of loyal following and we go hard on our promotion. So I don't think it'll be anything but successful. Our, our LA natives um, June 25th event drew 300 people, right? We didn't even have a, a predominantly big headliner and you would be considered a, a big headliner because you're coming from, from so-called Canada, you know? Oh yeah. So, and you're fire That's as fuck. You're fucking fire as fuck, brother. Absolutely. I'll bring the tribe down, man. I'll bring the decolonial. There you go. Oh, bro. You, uh, Bring the family, bro. bro it's going to be like, fire. For me personally, I'm going to buy like four or five pieces. Yeah, man. You yeah. know, and that's like just I, coming from me. Yeah. Yeah. No, dude. You know? our, 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 our LA Natives um, tribe, man, they, they support. They support because they, they feel your heart, Dakota. They feel your heart, bro. More than anything, out of this whole interview, all I heard was your heart, bro. Not you, once man. did I feel like it was like, oh, man, Dakota Bear feels like, you know. You know, not once, you know, and, and we've interviewed quite a bit of people on this show, you know, and, and man, when you told me Dakota was coming on, I knew I was going to talk to, I was going to have a heart to heart conversation, you know, right. warriors.
They will go down to the end of the last breath defending their children. His intentions are truly transparent, bro. Absolutely. And successful. Yes. And cool as fuck. Yes. He like, he's like, he took on, I don't and know, more on his shoulders, bro. It's like, now he's carrying it, you know? Yeah, man. It only motivates us and me personally to continue to move this message forward. Yeah. You know? We've been talking, bro. And then, you know, maybe 2022, middle summer, we're going to do something big. You know, we'll do something huge. Dakota has to be a part of it. He's fine. Yeah. I'm down. Bro. So, uh, be down there. so before we let you go, any last words, Dakota? Um, uh, I guess just for, you know, all the young people, all the indigenous youth out there, you know, um, there's a lot that goes on, especially right now, but, you know, the prophecies are being fulfilled. You know, we will see that eighth fire when we come together, you know, grounded and we know who we are. And that's the most important thing is to be proud of who you are, you know, because we come from lineages and bloodlines of warriors, of healers, of chiefs. And this is, wasn't that long ago. And, and we're using what we have right now to literally change the world. And, and we're a part of that. You know, mm. we're leading that. We're, we're leading the fight. Indigenous people make up 80% of the... Um, 5% of the world's population, but we protect 80% of the Earth's biodiversity. Mm. You know, we're like superheroes out here. And I want them to feel that. And I want them to feel their power and stand in their power and use their voice. You know, uh, use your music, your talents, your gifts, whatever you got, run with it. And, you know, your ancestors are with you. You know, I I'm here to support. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you uh, both, everybody, for, you know, listening, tuning in, having me a part of this conversation. I truly appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I'm really honored to be here, you know, on the platform and just being able to talk about some real shit. So, you know, I'm excited for the show. I'm going to be down there ASAP. And thank you both and everyone else involved in making this happen and having me on. Absolutely, Dakota, man. We'll see you soon. You know, um, when you come to the, the territory over here and uh, meet our, our L.A. Natives tribe, we got nothing but love for you, brother. Keep the success. Keep the family strong. Keep your heart strong. Keep your community strong. And we love to go up there, too. We would love to go up yeah. there, too, and just do anything. I don't care if it's just five people there, ten people. doesn't matter. L.A. Natives just try to go to Canada and, and visit my brother, Dakota Bear, and get some medicine from him So, so bring that back. So before we let you go, I wanted to talk about that that festival you guys organized with Dreesus, bro. Like, that shit was Yo. insane, bro. All right, so there's going to be another festival, actually. Oh, Circles damn. 2022, August, same time. We're just kind of like getting the pieces together. But, bro, we did that maybe like five weeks of like, but really one and a half weeks of actually like promoting. Wow. And like the city came in, man. Like the city didn't want us to do it there because when we initially like put the event page out, it's like, oh, it's because it's in the heart of the city. It's like a soccer field with like AstroTurf and it's like, it's a nice area and stuff. And they're like, no, nah, go to the hood, like go over here, do it over there. And we're like, we're not, we're not asking for your permission to do the shit here. Like we're going to do it regardless. Like it's like actual like land back shit. Like we're not asking to do anything. You know, we already have the permission from the people that have the rights to this land. And uh, you know, the city wasn't happy with it at first, but in the end, they gave me a permit, so there you go. resistance. You know, the people came out. The youth had fun. It and was standing super your dope. ground, and, uh, and standing your ground, brother. Standing your ground. You weren't asking for permission, and you got to talk to these people that way now. At this point, you don't have any rights over me, or every or any other relationships or 
If I had an agreement with the landowner and he said, yeah, then fuck off, dude. What the fuck are you in my face for? Yeah. You know? And that's, that's the warrior spirit that we're talking about and that we need to ignite in all of our youth, you know, and that we can inspire. You know, one of my, one of my life goals is to be uh, a, an amazing grandfather for my grandchildren, right? That's one of my main goals. The second one is to go to the reservations and give them so much love you know what I mean? Because my heart just breaks when I hear that the suicide rate, you know, and in youth, you know, when when children are taking their lives, you know, I, I want to go out there and do something. And if I could bring my superfoods that'll bring nutrient into their life, that'll bring a, a, a new understanding, give them a talk, a performance, whatever it is, a shirt, doesn't matter. You're loved. And that's what, what, what I want to do. And me and Armando have been talking about that. So, And uh, hopefully we could pitch the leadership over there at that festival. If you guys ever need a dope opening act, man, me and Zero, we will personally fly out there. And Zero will kill it for you guys. Absolutely. Bro. I'm totally down, brother. Yeah. I am you fucking know, totally believe, down. Believe it or not, man, Zero's a, a 20-year veteran in the indigenous hip-hop community, bro. He's a huge, powerful voice out here that's in L.A., not, bro. So, Yeah, man. Know. I played Saskatchewan, Canada. We've played, um, uh, what was it? Island uh, Nanaimo. We played Nanaimo, Canada. Um, we played BC, Canada. Yeah. Um, so-called Canada. So-called Canada. Yeah, it, we've been up there, and, and it was very small. But man, the natives up there show nothing but mad love. So, man, if I ever get the opportunity, I'm humble, Dakota. My my services are your are there for you, um, and your movement, and and to show solidarity with our with our LA tribe down here in Southern California, so-called Los Angeles, you know? Yes, sir. All right, brother. Really enjoyed the interview. Thank you again. Have yourself a great night and we will see you soon. Oh, much love, much respect y'all. Thank you for having me. Stay connected. We'll talk soon. Absolutely. Yo, he was fire, bro. Wow. That was another. Wow. interview. he, He just has the biggest heart, bro. And he's just, you know, you could tell how rooted he is in his movement, in his, in what he believes in. You know, and, and we have that same kind of fire right here for our tribe. I, I just in don't. Los Angeles. I, I can't see any other podcast that will allow an artist like that to voice his opinion like that, bro. Like LA Native's podcast, we allow these artists to really be vocal because we don't have no ego. I'm not here trying to be better than him. I'm not here trying to be. You know, no, that that shit is over. That's some like like colonial perspective bullshit that it, it will never exist on LA natives. That brother is fire. I'll be the first one to say it. Absolutely. Him and Jesus. And Dreesus I appreciate dope too. I appreciate all the listeners and viewers tuning in that are from the Dakota Bear side. Yeah. They're tuning in, man. And For real. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, you got a family out here in, in Los Angeles, so-called Los Angeles, you know. Um, you know, we call it Lost Aslan. Um, not because we're lost here, because there's so many of us that just don't know their true culture. They don't know their roots. And, and we're here to be that, um, that road back home, that road that lives innately inside of you. No colonizer can take that away from you. He would have to take out every single blood cell out of your bloodstream. And that's an impossible task. We knew that we weren't here to walk on this earth forever. But when we walked on this earth, we were to make an impact and an impact with our love and our art. And that's what we're trying to do here with LA Natives. That's what I try to do with my music. That's what I try to do with my poetry. 
And anyone who is a guest of LA Natives is someone that we feel needs to be heard. Right, Armando? Absolutely. And check out all of our last uh, podcasts on Spotify, on YouTube. We have a vast catalog of great interviews from other indigenous hip-hop artists and great conversations, man. Uh, visit our website, LANatedsPodcast.com. Support, subscribe, buy a t-shirt. If you guys ever fly out to LA, just hit us up. Absolutely, you know, you know, we need your support. We're we're about to ramp up and do some, some, uh, some events. You know, January twenty eighth, Echo Aslan, a collaboration between Underground Hip Hop Blog and and uh, Quinto Sol. You know, the Milwaukee group from Milwaukee, right? Yes, and they're fire. They're fired. This is going to be a fun event. We need the natives to come out and support that show. We also got a show coming on on January 8th. Sub One will be on that card. Um, shout out to Sub One. We got our full support, brother. Killer Army, Underground Hip Hop Blog is going to do that event. Yep. I mean, dude, we do events that that are, you know, impactful. And, and we're locking in our March date for our second LA Native show go bro that see that's the one that i'm i'm really really excited for um but yeah you know we got a lot of things going on and you gotta you gotta you gotta follow you gotta share you gotta donate you gotta do whatever you can to support la natives because um you know we're, we're ramping up we have our next plant-based aslan um at malinali superfoods and stay tuned to our instagram because our next open mic is coming soon um, so um, Man, I already locked in Marsatin for um, February 6th workshop at Malinali Superfoods. Oh, that's going to be amazing. Yeah, we're going to go in depth there. You know, it, it's about, you know, let, let, let's take off the gloves, Marsatin. We need all your wisdom now. So there's a there's a fan that's asking us, will there be any online events? Well, look, we're always pro present events, bro. Like Absolutely. our events is like you fly out, you come join the LA natives community you come out to these venues man you will not regret it it's important to see each other face to face you know we as humans have a magnetic force field right and it emanates from our heart right and so when we put on these events like you know Echo and Aslan like our next LA natives you got to be present there you know, I'm not saying, and you guys, you know, it may not, it may be out of our hands because you live so far, but know that everybody at the LA Natives event is there to change the world and, and not change the world government. We're there to change ourselves. We're there to make friends. We're there to reconnect with individuals that maybe in past lives were very close to us that have information to keep our tribe alive. You know, all we have is ourselves. They destroyed everything, and that's okay. Because we had to show them that nothing they can do could destroy our spirit. You destroyed what you thought you needed to destroy, but you didn't destroy our spirit. That's John Trudell. You can never destroy our spirit. We come from a place that is far beyond your comprehension, colonial elites. You don't have power over us. You don't have power over my wisdom, over our wisdom, over our collective wisdom. We're making relationships. 
with people across Turtle Island. We're going to change everything here with love and dedication and commitment to ourselves, to our planet, and to our community. We'll see you next Wednesday. Lasukamatli, Ometeo, Tonansin, Tonatu, Mexica Tiawe.